Welcome everybody to episode number 70 of Gaming Culture Radio. I'm your host, Tyler. And before we uh, introduce our co-host today, we're going to uh, just very quickly address uh, a couple of things. First of all, we've been gone for two months. Sorry about that. And um, part of that's due to me. Uh, I had an opportunity uh, with my job and it uh, took me four states away. So I've been busy moving and doing all sorts of fun stuff. So that's part of it. Uh, there are a few other reasons involved as well. But uh, second thing I want to announce is uh, we've had a little bit of change with uh, the team that we're going to have here. And uh, Mike is no longer going to be part of the team. And, you know, we, uh, you know, I think I speak for everybody here when we say we wish him the best and, uh, you know, um, you know, definitely hope the best for him. But uh, going forward, he won't be uh, part of the show. So uh, we'll just kind of move on and move forward. But I think uh, I think everybody would agree here that we're we feel good about being able to accomplish things we want to accomplish going forward. And we're definitely going to be back for good. So with that said, it's that easy. No. So with that said, uh, and, and first and also before we move on, just thank you guys for your patience. We had a lot of people reach out uh, via Facebook and other formats, you know, asking like if we're okay. We are okay, so thank you. And we are all live. I yes, think. we're all we're yeah. all still here, and um, you know, just wanting to to get new episodes of the show, which is really cool and kind of humbling. Um, so thank you guys for that. Uh, we're we're back, and hopefully you can forgive this one lapse. Uh, we've been pretty consistent since we started, and we're going to continue doing that going forward. So. With that said, I'll introduce our co-host now, starting with Graham. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Life is good. And like I said, kind of missed doing the podcast and missed listening to our, our viewers out there, yeah. getting their questions. But we're back at her, and uh, yep, I'm ready to do this. And uh, are you, Go Leafs, go. Are you still Canadian? I'm still 100% Canadian. I'm wearing my Leaf jersey right now, and it's a great time to be a Canadian and a Leaf jersey and not a Montreal Canadian fan. Do you Ugh, still spend Canadian loonies on, on games? Yes. Okay. They're still ex- awesome. As of now, they're still accepting my Canadian loonies. Awesome. So uh, also joining us is Eugene. How are you? How are you guys? Uh, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Some Black Friday, yeah. some turkey, some stuffing. Well, I can say from the Thanksgiving I already had because I live in Canada. Yeah, turkey is good. So when is Thanksgiving in Canada? Is it like October or? Yes, it's in October. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cool. Cool. I, I agree with Facts. you on everything except for Black Friday. I can do without that, and I won't have to work it. So that's awesome. Hey. So, and also joining us is a new addition to the show. <clears throat> Let's all welcome Steve to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourselves? Well, Stephen, I'd like to say welcome to the podcast, and uh, don't ruin it for me. No, kidding. Yeah, please don't screw Glad it up. Glad to have you on board. <laughs> yeah. We have a good thing going. So. Um, no, I am. I'm definitely appreciative of this opportunity to join. Cool. And I look forward to advancing with you guys. All right, awesome. So. Heck yeah. Yeah, we have a you know we have a good time here, and uh, nothing too serious, but uh, we, we like to put out a good show for everybody. So. With that said, as uh, as we've said on many prior shows, you can get all your gaming news at culturegaming.com and get all your get everything for Xbox, PlayStation, and uh, Nintendo and PC. So head on over to culturegaming.com for all the latest in all your gaming news, including Black Friday deals, which we'll be covering on this show as well. 
So, with all the news and introductions out of the way, let's head right into news for this week. And we do have a few items to get through. Let's start with EA, uh, some source of controversy. In the past 10 days or so, they've announced that they're spent, uh, suspending all microtransactions for Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I know that on our Facebook group, we actually had a question about this, so let's just hit it right now. Steve, what was the question? Yeah, so Dylan Anderson asks, do you guys think microtransactions will die out or be massively revamped since everything went so wrong with the Star Wars debacle? Mm. Okay. You know, I'm, I don't think they're going to bring it back. They said they're going to do it and tweak it and try to bring it back. But I think that was just a way of saying, okay, this didn't go good. Let's just abort the mission. And, like, I know it's money for them and it's a business and they would like to make more money if they can. But I don't know if they want to risk the backlash and people just being angry. So, I don't know. That's my opinion. What okay. do you guys think? Eugene, I know you felt strongly. So, I I have a differing opinion and it's probably an unpopular opinion because I'm siding a little bit with EA okay. uh, this go around and, and because because here's the deal so the first Battlefront do you guys remember um, when it came out I think it was two years ago 20, 2015 right yeah it was 15 uh, holiday 2015 mm -hmm. do you guys remember the number one complaint that they had no campaign no. Well, no campaign. So yeah, no campaign. So that was not enough fun. items. Or so levels? yes. So there was there's no uh, there's no DLC, but there was a fifty dollars season pass. So they charged fifty dollars for a season pass where you could you know get all the expansions and everything. But mm -hmm. there was no uh, basically no DLC. So this time around, they well, said, there were hey. there was DLC in terms of maps, but not items. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, as in yeah, as in cosmetic stuff and sure. things like that, ways to uh, progress. So. Uh, they kind of changed things around to where they said, hey, all the maps, all the updates, they're going to be free. and mm -hmm. But we're also going to have DLC, which um, a lot of people, there was a lot of backlash about it, which, uh, you know, all ma the majority of, as far as I know, that all the DLC was is for coins, right? Like you would spend real, uh, real money and you would get the Star Wars coins for the Star Wars store and you could trade those coins for like Darth Vader or, you know, Kylo Ren, right? Um, to get them quicker instead of progressing through progressing through the game. So uh, I think really the majority, I, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding to what the backlash is about to where um, a lot of people think that it's, it's just about paying money to get this DLC. But mm -hmm. I think what people are most mad about is the way they communicated the progression system and the way that yeah. it seemed that, you know, that you would have to spend 100 hours to get you know, Darth Vader, but instead you can pay, you know, $15 and you can get them right now. Um, mm -hmm. And how do you guys feel about it? So do so, you think it will be coming back, Eugene? I do. I, I do. I, I think what they're going to mainly tweak is the way that you progress in the game, maybe, uh, which as far as I know, they've already added, they've already added um, some, some tweaks uh, to the multiplayer to where you, you get more, more, uh, more coins coming in and you progress a lot faster in the game. So I think they've already addressed that. Um, I, mm -hmm. I don't think it's, people are still content with it, but I do see uh, I do see microtransactions coming back. I don't see them going away. I just think that um, they're going to completely revamp it. Okay, so I'll give you my take on it, and Eugene's pretty similar to yours, actually, and maybe an unpopular opinion again, but not only will they bring it back, they should. Because, look, I mean, I would love to get everything for free, too. That would be awesome. 
but and, and be able to get it quickly and without much effort. But that was part of the problem of the first Battlefront is, you know, that aside from no campaign and not enough items, it was pretty easy. And there wasn't that much of a distinction between players who are good at multiplayer shooters and players who are not. So, but the, gaming is still business, right? And they've come out and said that they are going to give us all the maps and all that stuff for free. So there's got to be some way for them to generate revenue because EA, mm -hmm. that you know, I love, I know they have the the label of being like the most evil evil company in the world. They're really not. Which is baloney. Yeah. They're yeah. really not. They've done a lot to, you know, kind of fix that reputation over the last few years. But they do rely on other sources of revenue outside of just the sales of the game. And take their sports titles, for instance. You have Ultimate Team in every single sports title they have. So, uh, to answer Dylan's original question, will microtransactions go away, period? No, never. That's, I mean, look at Ultimate Team in sports games and variations of that in non-EA sports games. That's a staple, and that's never going away. Mm -hmm. So, microtransactions won't go away. Now, I know there's the legal issue that is going on in Belgium where they're kind of contending that it's gambling with loot crates, etc., because you're buying a crate not, not knowing what's in there, and you might get something awesome and you might not. So yeah, they're actually that gambling. gambling I don't agree yeah. with it. No, me neither. So, but it's somebody out there saying it, and I think it's, you know, at least partially motivated by the fan complaints. Mm -hmm. And I think that, hey, we all want a great game, and we all want it to be fun, and we all want it to be fair. But I think as gamers and as fans, we have to be careful about kind of picking and choosing the things that we want to battle. Now... Were some was it a little skewed the progression system? Yeah, probably, but they fixed that, and they've suspended microtransactions for the time being. But to say that everything should be free and the same for everybody, the reality is that's not the way the world really works. You know, if you want to pay more for something, you generally get a better product. And you know, I don't want to see it skewed to where it ruins the game for everybody else, but that is a reality in the gaming world now. So. That's my take. I, I think they will bring it back, and I think they should. So, Steve, anything on that to wrap it up? Yeah, uh, I think gamers might be shooting themselves in the foot here because if you're arguing for uh, no microtransactions, then they're going to start charging for maps. And and like in like Call of Duty and Halo did for the longest time, you yep. had to pay for that DLC. And if you remember, like Call of Duty was an extra... Was it thirty or? And I think it got up to even like fifty dollars. Uh, Call of Duty's fifty, and so is Battle. So is Battlefield. Or yeah, season pass and yeah, and I would much prefer the op option to pay for cosmetic items over paying fifty dollars for maps. And I'm not even necessarily going to play the game six months down the line when those maps come out. Yeah, and and, and I I think there's two issues here. Is one the the reason this became such a big deal was because it was. Uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and Leia being locked behind a almost 40-hour paywall or you paying mm -hmm. for it. And sure. that that I can see the argument of complaining about, but mm -hmm. I have no issues with cosmetic microtransactions. I didn't hear a big thing uh, when Overwatch did it for Blizzard, and I yeah. didn't and I don't see a, uh, people complaining about when Smite does it or any mm -hmm. of those MOBAs because mm -hmm. I don't mind 
Smite cost $30 for the God Pack, and then I put hundreds of hours into it. So I dropped money paying for skins, which I didn't need, but like it was my way of supporting, and plus I got cool skins out of it. So cosmetics that don't advantage. Yeah. But pay to win is is a little annoying. I mean, yeah, I mean are sure. you really paying to win in battle a battle a battlefront? Yes, and that's that's the second argument, uh, like the second mindset I have here, because as we were playing over the past weekend, and you can tell when people have the higher level star cards because they do a bit better than you know us just starting out. Yep, they do level one, and it it's a it's almost a bit slanted, and when you have pay to win, it's like you can see it more. So I think there's a balancing issue in general over Battlefront, and I don't think the microtransactions helped that. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100% there. So and now, second part on this topic before we move to the next news item. So now that we're done with the drama and kind of the you know complaining, right or wrong, uh, let's talk about the game itself. So I, I know at least three of us have had a chance to play it. Yes, like I spent most of yesterday going through the campaign. And mm-hmm. my apprentice, I've talked to him, he bought Battlefront over the weekend. And he was complaining that it Your was too Jedi short. Apprentice. I was going to say, it's like the best ever that you said apprentice <laughs> talking about a Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> like young Patty Wan. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like he said, it was way too short. and But I'm like, well, I didn't find that short because I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. So I kind of think with these mm-hmm. games, if you want like a longer experience, then you're probably better off going with the harder difficulty. Because sure. I didn't blast through it like nothing and stuff like that. And as far as the game goes, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm not quite finished it. I'm pretty close. But I'm so far, I'm really enjoying the story. The gameplay is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And like the whole like characters. And I don't want to ruin it, but there's a lot of like space battles, which is awesome. So I'm I'm quite enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, online, like first-person shooters, they they wear thin on me really fast. Like I like more playing with friends and like kind of having a good time. Like I'm not more into like mm-hmm. the shooting, the gameplay, and stuff like that. But it it handles good. Like I'm not that good. Maybe if I'm better and I get more experience and I get some unlockables, but I don't want to have anything unlocked. But it's fun. I like the environment and like I said the. But single-player mm-hmm. campaign is great. I have a great time. How about you? Good. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I I love the just the world, right? The the atmosphere and, you know, being a, a huge Star Wars fan, I, I love being dropped into that world. And, and to me, this feels a lot better in that sense than even the first one did. Because the first one was confined very much to the original trilogy outside of DLC. And I think we all got, like, Battle of Jakku for free or something. But but you get kind of things from everywhere. And a lot of the maps on multiplayer are pretty cool. Like, I I quite like the one on, um, I want to say Geonosis, but that's not it. The uh, the cloning planets. I thought that I was it. Geonosis is right the cloning planet. Water planet? No, no it's, the, it's the one with all the rain on it. Um, I thought that was Geonosis. Oh, I can't think. No, it's not Geonosis. Got some Star Wars fans. I can't think of it right now. I know. I know people. I know people are yelling it at me right now, and I'm going to think of it in like two minutes. But um, I do. Our uh, Camino. That's it. Camino. I I I really like that map. Uh, the only one that seems a little bland and very much like the first game was is the Endor stuff. 
Yes. But everything else I really like so far. And, you know, I'm, I'm with Graham. I mean, with multiplayer shooters for me, like, I just, I just need to play it pretty consistently, and I'll get better and better at it, and then I'll, you know, become pretty competitive. So it's just putting that time in and kind of progressing beyond the first weapon you get. And, and that's where I'll agree with Steve. It's a little frustrating when you see people that have all these star cards and everything already, and you're pretty outmatched yeah. early on, and you just kind of have to grind through it and accept that you might not have the best numbers. And just kind of work through it. But I do like... Uh, Steve, what's the mode called where we have to do like the three Galactic objectives? Galactic Assault. Yeah, that that mode I kind of like. It's it's a little different take on a multiplayer shooter from a lot of things that we've seen. A lot of it's, you know, like, like Halo 5, which I love, is very much like, you know, your Slayers, Team Deathmatch, and, and that type of thing. But, you know, it's a little different with Galactic Assault. You get uh, some different objectives to do, some different things to do, and it gives a new kind of team element to it. So that's kind of yeah. cool. A, a team element outside of just killing people. So, But I'm liking it so far. Graham, I've only played, I think, one, just the prologue for the oh, story. But you'll you'll really enjoy that, it. So, Like, you're a bigger yeah. Star Wars fan than me, so. and I'm really, really enjoying it. It's getting me yeah. actually excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it got me excited. I went back and watched. I started watching the original, like the yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, I feel like doing that as well. And I even watched, I even watched <laughs> episode two, and that takes a lot. <laughs> That's yes. what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm gonna Three. watch it. I'm like, oh, so, I'm gonna watch two. It's I like the prequels. Come on, guys. I like the prequels as well, but I, some of the dialogue yeah. and especially two. Yeah, it is, is a little bit cheesy. I like one. Cheesy. I actually like I like episode one, and I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion. But I like one and three. Outside of when people are talking, is awesome. Yeah, three's the best one of the series. Three was the it has the best end battle, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. And, well, I'm actually partial to okay. yeah episode one. I, I like the lightsaber battle in one better, but but three is just in terms of action end to end is is the best of the series. But then the part the sad part is that people talk in the movie <laughs> and that's when it goes downhill. So. Because the, the script is not very good. But outside of that, uh, but yeah, it's got me kind of excited for, for episode eight. And I was already, but even more so now. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Steve, your so thoughts I, on the game. I'm a little farther than you in the campaign, but I didn't beat it. I'm I'm on chapter four. And I, I do quite like the campaign. It is fun. Uh, I still miss in the original Battlefront 2, the, uh, I forget what the mode was called. But basically, it had you fighting in space, and then you have to go into the ships and destroy a certain thing, and you come out. Oh, and it yeah. mixed space battles in uh, with the like landing on the planet, taking objectives, but in a mm-hmm. in a good way that was fun, and it felt now replayable. That you say that, and I'm not sure if. Oh, yeah. You but go they ahead. should introduce a multiplayer level with space battles. That would well, be amazing. They they have. There is there is. Starfighter Assault, but why, it's not... Why have we not played this level? Yeah. Because that was the big thing that was the most unbalanced based on what everyone's complaining about, but we should probably oh, okay. try that for ourselves to see if it yeah. was just people going crazy for nothing. But I, mm-hmm. I do like the campaign, uh, and maybe I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm the millennial here, you know, I, I want things now. So I, I don't like the fact that... Because I... I've, I think I'm good at multiplayer shooters, so when I'm losing and it feels like it's because people are farther in the game than me rather than just skill, it that is frustrating. But I could mm-hmm. be rusty. It's been a while since I played them. 
all the but, time. But I'm having fun. It was kind of like that. Like after you finished the game, you're kind of more on an even keel, right? Yeah. So like when we first started playing, we tried playing uh, the Crucible, and we were just getting annihilated, and it wasn't fun. But after we finished <laughs> yeah, the game and leveled up and got better weapons, mm -hmm. then we went and played it, and then we're like, oh, kind of like this now. Yeah, but you so, could do that in single yeah. player and then go play the multiplayer, whereas this you can only level your like ass the assault class by playing the assault yeah. class. And yeah. mm. but I, I am excited to play more of it, and I do, I do want to play more. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> yeah. Eugene, I have not played it. Yeah, I, I downloaded it it's sitting there. I had got it through access. Uh, I, I want to play it, but I, I have a question for you guys. Kind of mm -hmm. end end the discussion on sure. Battlefront. So. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I I saw several polls come up on Facebook about you know the microtransaction and everything and I I, I don't want to be a dead horse anymore but know, would you guys cool, be man. willing if if they got rid of microtransactions and got rid of uh, DLC and everything would you guys be willing um, to pay twenty dollars more for all games in general for them to up the price because games have been have kind of stayed stagnant at about sixty dollars you know for a long for the longest time now and it's it's more expensive now than ever to make a game but would you guys be willing mm -hmm. to buy Battlefront with no DLC? Everyone starts off the same. Uh, every, everyone has the same randomization. Would you pay $20 more for it? No, and here's why. The Oftentimes, I buy DLC as kind of a way to support the developers for making an awesome game. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if they make something I really like, I put more money into it as sort of a reward, I guess. Um, but because I want to see more games like that made, you know? Yeah, I'm, I, and I, yeah, I'm with ahead, you because I like take The Witcher 3, for instance. I was and I don't know if you, for example, you guys saw what uh, Cyber was it CJ Project Red put out or CD Project Red. Um, they were saying that they're cutting the, the bull and just wanting to make a good game with good experience and not charge all the extra stuff. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact words for the tweet, but it was something along those lines. And like with The Witcher, I bought both DLCs, the uh, the ones that came with the Gwent cards, and the second one only was on the PS4. So then I gave that one away to some friends and, or to a friend and then bought the second expansion again on the Xbox just because I loved what they did. And I haven't even played either mm -hmm. expansion yet same here like when a game comes out like fallout 4 is yeah. a great example too which i did play some of the dlcs but i will buy the game and the season pass because i know the franchise and i actually for the witcher 3 i didn't know the franchise but from what i saw and what i like read i guess it just blew my mind and right away i bought the game and the season pass and like I said even though i haven't played them which will be mm -hmm. some of the best dlcs out there then I'm perfectly okay with buying it and supporting a great game. Yes, some games I don't want DLC for. Like there, mm -hmm. there's some games I have no desire to go back and you know play a little bit extra on. But I mean, for example, so I bought I haven't played Shadow War yet, but I bought it last week. And yesterday I went ahead and went to the extras, you know, in the store in Microsoft, and I went ahead and bought. Uh, I spent like ten dollars mm -hmm. to get like an extra pack with more. Uh, like orcs, like rare orcs and things like that to help me in the game because I don't, I don't honestly, I don't have time mm -hmm. to, you know, um, spend that extra time in the game. I want it to be a little bit easier for me. So I'm okay with spending a little bit extra money on there, but I'm not okay. And I was very surprised in these polls that everyone, like 
of people were saying that they'd be happy to spend eighty dollars for a game, and I would not be. I'm like, I'm struggling to yeah. pay sixty dollars for a game. Like, yep. I don't want to pay eighty dollars for a game. So I, I was very surprised at the way these poll results were. So um, I think either way, no matter where yeah. money is being put, whether it's microtransactions, uh, but can you imagine? Uh, what would happen if EA just charged $10 more for their games? There would be a huge amount of backlash. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And here, here's kind of my retort to that. You know, the It was high. It was like out of the poll, like 200 people. I think I saw this on one of the IGN podcast groups, and there's like 200 people that polled, and something mm-hmm. like 150 people um, wow. said that they, they would not mind paying eighty dollars wow. versus sixty dollars and the rest were no like i would i do not want to pay that so i, I thought that was absurd i i think there's just a lot of so, internet rage yeah. you know kind of like a reddit army you know behind you know yep. just yeah. against microtransactions mm-hmm. is what it is but so here's here's my thing i i think people are answering that with thinking yep. about only games that yeah. they know they're gonna buy like you know Battlefield or Halo or uh, Battlefront 2 or Destiny or stuff like Call of Duty, stuff like that. But would anybody take no. a chance on a game at eighty dollars? No. And and that's gonna that would really I think hurt the industry. And we've kind of been lucky. I mean, yeah. game prices haven't gone up in over ten years, so we've been kind of fortunate there. But they have to offset that in other ways, and DLC and microtransactions are how they're doing it. Now, the beauty of it is, though, you get the game for 60 and if you get a microtransaction, it's because you choose to. So it's it's up to player choice, and I know players love to talk, gamers love to talk about how they want choice. So you're getting the choice there whether or not to spend the money. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, there's a price to not spending the money in a game. And, you know, that's something we have to live with from time to time. And it yeah. kind of sucks. But, I, I, I'm with you guys. You I, you I, so, I do not want to pay $80 for um, a game. I mean, I would pay 80 mm-hmm. for, like, Halo 6. But that means I'm not spending as much money f- on other games. And I think that's going to hurt the industry more is your smaller... Your indies. Uh, yeah, your smaller indie titles. And even not even just indie titles. Just the, the games yeah. that are still coming out for 60 from smaller studios. You, you might not see them as much because... They're not going to have enough people buying them at eighty dollars. Player, player unknown. Battlegrounds, I mean, is one of. Oh, that. Or how about how about a game we all kind of adopted yep. on this podcast that we all loved was Late Shift. Do you remember that? So would we spend the? Well, that's not, I was thinking about Unravel that too. Game like, if we were paying hey, well, eighty for my twenty bucks game. went towards this game, so I'm not going to spend twenty dollars for Unravel. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of examples. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so I would say no, but I, I, I think you're right, Eugene. I think there's just a lot of internet rage right now, and, and it'll die down. Until next you know, year. The, the rational Plus, voices tend to win out in the end, but, yeah. And, but the, and, once, the, the and if games did go up to 80, you know microtransactions you know? are still going to be a thing. It just might not happen right away. But, like, Call of sure Duty is basically, you're paying $110 for the full experience because... Yeah. If you don't buy that season pass, like a month after the game comes out, you can't mm-hmm. play with like the majority of the people playing anymore. Yeah, and that's that's the last point I wanted to make. And thanks, Steve, for reminding me. Is that 
what they're doing with Battlefront 2 is actually a pretty good service to gamers because the same thing Halo 5 yep. did. You're never fracturing your player base. Everybody has all the maps all the time. So you're, you're never splitting your base based on who can pay for DLC and who can't. And that, that really hurts games like Battlefield, especially, I noticed. Like Battlefield 4, when DLC started to come out, it was, you know, harder to find a game. When you did, you were playing against the same people all the time. Because they were the people who wanted to spend money and pay for the DLC. We're not, we didn't get that in Halo 5, and we're not going to get it here. Yeah, so I, I like that's when pretty games cool, and that's, do that. that's a good service to, to yeah. players. Okay, I just got to say one thing about mm -hmm. Eugene. All right, you said you're playing one, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on EA Access yep. right now, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, I downloaded it. Yeah. Are you planning on buying the game, or you just want to play EA Access? Uh, I, I probably will look at it on Black Friday, but, man, I, I have such a backlog right now. Like, yeah. I picked up uh, Shadow War, South Park, and uh, I can't even think of what I, what else I picked up, but I, Assassin's Creed, I, I have too much right now. Yeah, you picked up um, but I, I definitely will play, you know, the 10-hour trial, and then yeah. uh, see, see how that goes, and then I, I probably will end up buying it before Christmas. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of advice because this was from my experience. I okay. own the game, but I had it on EA Access. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll play EA Access, see if I like it first. And then maybe if I'm completely turned off, then I'll just return the game. So I played the campaign, and I played it till it ended because you don't get full 10 hours into the campaign. So... I played, I think it was the second chapter, yeah. I finished it, or maybe it was in the third. And then when I when it finished it, it went to the title screen, it was like, oh, if you like it, go buy it. So I'm like, well, I own it, and I really enjoyed it. So I opened it up, and I put in the game, and I basically had to do the last chapter that I completed in the EA Access oh, gee, all so over, over again. Oh, so stick with multiplayer is what you're saying. Yeah, so okay. I would say stick that's, with multiplayer. That's good advice. Because yeah. I was kind of frustrated too. I'm like, oh, I got to do this over again, and I didn't want to do it. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I have no choice. If I want to continue the game and the campaign, I have to replay it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for that. I didn't like how they cut it like halfway through it because I thought it was mm -hmm. finished. I'm like, oh, I finished yeah. it. So that's my advice to you. Did you yeah. have to play both missions or just the one that was cut short? Just the one that was cut oh. short. Oh, okay. So. All right. Okay. All right, so let's move on. So next up, if you're a PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold member, you now have really accessed all Black Friday sales in those respective stores. However, on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week in the uh, United States, mm -hmm. they are released to everyone. So uh, if you saw it over the weekend, awesome. If you're a PS Plus or Xbox Live Gold member, you had access to those sales early over the weekend. And there is some good stuff on there that I know Eugene's going to touch on once we get to deals. So... Next up, PlayStation Experience 2017 is coming soon. You'll be able to play over 100 games there on the floor if you attend the event in Anaheim. And that's taking place December 9th and 10th with the keynote presentation taking place at 8 p.m. Pacific on December 8th. And we'll have uh, playing... Well, Steve, you live in Orange County. After that occurs. I do. But unfortunately, that uh, is the weekend yeah. right before finals. So uh, yeah. more than likely not going to be able to go. You got to study. Yeah. Priorities, Steven. I know. School's for nerds. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be smart for? How dare you try yeah. to better yourself and get a better career? So, why, I could. why go to school I when should, you I just have just... three jobs, Steve? Never mind. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. 
So, according to a tweet by Major Nelson, Gears of War 4 is coming to the Xbox Games Pass uh, program on December 1st. It is. So that's a big addition, especially if you and I was going to say, X, you're talking about Xbox One X, I'll just mention it. With the Xbox mm-hmm. One X, it came with one month free of Game Pass. Oh, nice. And I think it's still just a dollar right yeah, now. Yeah, like it it's on for sale a month, right? Yeah. It's a dollar for a month? Yeah. yeah. So, so pretty good for a trial. I wonder if I could pay a dollar yeah. for a month and then when it's done, use yeah. my code for an extra free month. You probably mm-hmm. can. That's hmm. what they do with gold anyway. Yeah. You know, people, you know, people who don't have a lot of games or you get a new Xbox on Black Friday or, you know, you're not game sharing with someone and don't have games to play. Yeah. Um, it's a great, you know, deal. And between EA Access and Xbox yeah. Games Pass, you have a pretty good library to choose from. Just yeah. just careful you know, for, for over that order you use uh, those in Graham because money. I think the or, dollar so. for a month is only for new users. So. Yeah, I would use that one first anyways. You, yeah. Yep. Yep. Good call. All right. It is Ooh, almost December, again. meaning uh, it's almost time for the Game Awards again. And, you know, it's uh, I have a feeling, and call me a troll. Well, Splatoon 2 was well, the best multiplayer shooter of, this, of the but, year. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they'll split the vote. Oh, my God. And then Arms, <sighs> Arms was the best God. fighter, for sure. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. This year, yeah. But this year, the game, the game of the year nominees. Yes. Yes. A, a Nintendo game is going to win, but, but it's, it's actually deserved right. this time. Totally deserved. And, but I, I still take you know, if not, I take homage to the fact that Splatoon won best multiplayer shooter in a year yeah. where like Halo Five and other games came out. But that this year they're up against some strong competition. But anyway. The, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt a Nintendo Games winning Game of the Year this year. The nominees for Game of the Year. And and next week, everybody, we're going to have our prediction segment for the Game Awards. But uh, the the nominees for Game of the Year for this year are Horizon Zero Dawn. I love that game so much. A game that I've yet to play. I've always uh, definitely wanted to get on that game. Mic drop. Um, Legend of Zelda Breath (laughs) of the Wild. Graham's favorite game of all time, I think. Yep. Uh, Persona 5, Steve's uh, probably Game of the Year. Or what you've played. Uh, Player Unknown's Battle, Battlegrounds and Super Mario Odyssey. So I have a feeling our, our debate next week when we talk about this <laughs> I don't is going to be between Honestly, Zelda and Horizon Mario. was a fantastic game and it had a great expansion too. Um, they are. Nintendo's winning this thing. Uh, and I, I it's it's going to be one of those two and I think our debate next week is going to be about which one. No, I, nope. and we'll talk about it next week. So I think Steve's with me. Yeah, no, no, no this, debates but, this week. There's, nope. there's okay, we'll talk about next week. Okay, cool. All right, no debates this week. But anyway, those are your Game of the Year nominees, and we'll we'll do our predictions for the major Stay categories, tuned. like <laughs> um, Streamer of the Year. Uh, just kidding. We're not going to do that one. But we'll, we'll go with some predictions for the major categories of Game Awards next week. All right, and wrapping up news, the Xbox One X has seen great early sales numbers. Uh, better than what a lot of people thought. And there are no numbers available yet as of uh, a recording for the North America. But in the United Kingdom, during launch week, the One X sold 80,000 units, which is compared to 50,000 for the PS4 Pro during its launch week. So really good performance there. And during launch week for the One X, 55% of total Xbox console sales were 
the Xbox well, One X. So I know I, I'm one of them. That's pretty impressive. Anyone you guys and, part of this? And I think it, yeah. So I wish I was. Four. That's fifty. I want. I, am. I want one so bad. I me I too. One. You will be soon. Like Steve, oh, you kind of you kind of like emotionally TV, committed to so. it at this point. It's just a matter of doing it. Yep. So Graham, you go first. So give me your your thoughts on the console, and you know your your wrestling with to keep it or not, no. and what made okay, you decide so to do it, and not that you were lazy. I, I was thinking about it, and okay. I was thinking whether I want to get this or I want to spend my money on just the HTC Vive. And I basically had myself convinced that I was going to cancel my order and I was going to go for the HTC Vive. But I guess great marketing by Walmart.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not able to cancel my order. You, you can only cancel 30 minutes after you ordered it. So, so I'm like, okay, I'll wait for it to come. So it okay. showed up and I'm like, okay, I know these things have like, you can return them if you're not happy with them a certain amount of days. So I done my research and it said if 15 days, up to 15 days, you can return it. So I'm like, sold. 15 days, I'm going to open it. I'm going to like hook it up. I'm going to see. It was just mind-blowing. So I hooked it up and I played Gears of War 4. And it looked absolutely stunning like amazing i was so blown away by it but i'm like i'm not sure how this would look on my 1s because i have a 1s and the x it's, it's not a major step but it's a big step mm-hmm. so i was i don't have hd so no. to clarify though graham you don't so have hd it actually HDR. there's an app you can download okay from the xbox store it's called insects and basically you can turn on and off um, 4K, and you can turn off, uh, on off uh, HDR. What is it called? Insects. Uh, so insects, I tried like that going between 4K, mm-hmm. and there is a lot more detail. So I'm sure Gears of War 4 looked so much better, but was it $700 Canadian much better? So basically, I still have it, and I'm not sure if I'm still within the period, but I'm pretty sure I'm I'm going to keep it at this point because I'm happy with it, and now I'm like I'm secured for if I do get a 4K TV with HDR, that I'll be good going forward. But I haven't seen it run like things much faster. Like I'm like, whoa, this is so much faster. But there's a lot of support for 4K content. So I've been downloading those, and like I said, Gears of War 4 looks amazing, so I'm happy with it. So just to clarify, because I know the biggest fear, like a few months back, whenever it was announced, was that the 4K texture packs weren't optional, but I'm even seeing on the store they are optional, right? Like if I have an Xbox One S, I don't have to download it, because originally uh, everyone thought that, oh, you would have to get the update, and it's going to be like an extra 20 gigs. I thought you did, but you might be able to cancel it because I was basically going through my library and all the games that were offered 4K content, I was putting them into the disk drive and they were automatically downloading. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. No, you can do it in your settings and and adjust uh, okay. it to either automatically download the 4K content or not. So, yep. Because Origi- yeah, remember the, didn't the really make controversy sense, originally though, right? was that so, you had to. 
And then they adjusted it and... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I absolutely love this machine. And, and yeah, it was a little pricey. And it's more... If you remember back to, like, E3, we were kind of predicting. We were hoping it was going to be 400 or maybe 450 You know, 500 was realistic, but more than we wanted, I guess. I absolutely love this thing. The first game I played on it was Call of Duty World War II. And... By the way, uh, really? first Call of Duty game I don't regret buying in a long time. So, yeah. it's actually The campaign is really fun. And on the 1X, the cutscenes mm. look like actual video. Yeah. They look like it's like human actors filmed live. It's that good. And I will tell you, as a PS4 Pro owner... There's, you have the Pro Pro's great, I'm... but there's no comparison between these two hmm. machines. I don't know that either. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there's no comparison between these two machines. And I played the, the Pro on a 4K TV. Hmm. And it's good. It's just not at this level. So this is... I, I've been holding off because my, my Xbox One X was one of the very few that had issues. So it basically really stopped. Oh man, you got the Project the Scorpio day. edition too, didn't you? Yep. Oh, uh, yep. I would have so kept the replacement tomorrow, which is not Project Scorpio edition, okay. but oh, it, it won't be fine. Project Scorpio edition. Oh, I'm keeping the That's controller. Don't worry. Yeah. So, no, yeah. but the the controller I have it on, and that's what I care about. Because I'm not gonna like walk up and press my you face, put your up, face against up against the console the up there and like see the little letters that say Project Scorpio, but I'll see it on the yeah. But I'll see you probably but, but I can see it on the controller right in front of me, <laughs> right? It's not the same, Eugene. Yeah, I probably could if I wanted to. So, <laughs> but I've been holding off on Gears of War four until I get the replacement because. That's oh, exactly yeah. the type of game All where the darkness HDR in the sky. is going to really shine. I've actually shine. forgot about that game. Yeah. The the dark yeah. background against the bright colors of the forefront, you know? So I've been holding off on that till, so, uh, until I get it, and I'll get it tomorrow. But Call of Duty was amazing. Uh, Forza yeah. 7 is nothing short of spectacular on that system. And I know Forza is a, you know, a niche game, but... It still looks amazing. And think back to E3, if you yeah. watch it on Mixer. Yeah, I'm so tempted by that Assassin's one just Creed because actually of how looks amazing that looks. On that thing. And it, it would look as amazing as I could see it because my TV don't have HDR, but it still look amazing. So it's going to look mm -hmm. as well as I saw. So I'm. it's hard to mm -hmm. not buy it just from the sheer beauty of it. I mean, I'm in the same same boat as you, Graham, where I bought a 4K TV with no HDR yeah. or true HDR, HDR10. Uh, and I saw my, my local GameStop mm -hmm. went ahead and set up a Xbox One X and the S side by side with the TV. And yeah. they were playing Shadow War, and that's actually what convinced me to buy, to buy Shadow War. But I want an Xbox One X. And even yeah. the TV they had it set up with was not 4K. It was just 1080. But you could still... Uh, the way the frames, the way the frames run, uh, the um, what is it called? Anti-aliasing, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. the jagged edges. You could you could definitely tell a difference in the way the mm -hmm. game performed, and that's what I care most about. See, so a side by side skeptical. comparison would make make a bigger difference, right? Because right. me looking at it on my TV, 
Yeah. It looks amazing, but then turn it off and hook up something and then do it. Like, it doesn't stay visually in your head, right? Well, you know, test it yourself to where, uh, you know, play on your Xbox One X one game and then maybe go to another room and play on the S and you'll be like, wow, yeah. you know, this this looks different. I was thinking about doing that with uh, Gears of Four, playing it and go play it on the <laughs> Yeah, Gears of Four. Yeah. <laughs> Gears of Four, yeah. Gears of Four is pretty good. Gears of Three was maybe better, but Gears of Four is pretty good. Um, but anyway, uh, for yeah, me, the biggest thing the changing is, is the frame rate, how it performed, yeah, especially on Microsoft exclusives. Yeah, sixty frames, yeah. Because Gears Four has sixty frames per second, yeah, on on the One X, and it's not on the S. So, that, that's a gigantic difference. So I'm. Um, I'm looking forward to getting it back tomorrow, but I do have a question that I wanted to throw out to everybody for uh, on this topic before we move out of news. So, with the launch of the One X and the machine runs great, it's a great uh, gaming console. They didn't have any launch exclusives for it, and Microsoft exclusives this year have been pretty disappointing. So, what do you guys think needs to happen? For Microsoft in order to kind of gain ground in that category because that's the biggest response that people are giving and well, it might be PlayStation fanboys it might not but yeah I can buy this console and it looks great but there's no there's no compelling reason so to buy are we going right to get Halo I know next, next year because it hasn't been announced at E3 like when but when do you think we, we should no no we November. should because it's every three so months. I was we'll probably get, we'll get an announcement at E3 next year yeah it'll come out october next year october, early november. Late october. but uh i i think i was the person probably mm-hmm. here uh on this podcast that was like the least you know enthused about it you know it, it looked fantastic at e3 and and i i kind of felt the same way like you know xbox doesn't have a, a whole lot of exclusives but um after seeing what the additional 4k texture packs the additional download can do i'm all for it Visually, I'm all for it, and I'm I've kind of been playing my Xbox a lot yeah. more recently. So, um, exclusives have never been a uh, determining factor for me for what console is better. It's really I've, I've jumped back and forth between the two. Um, you know, I have I have Gears of Wars. I mean, Tyler, you you've met sure. me in person. I have I have a Gears of War tattoo on my arm. You know, but I also love uncharted yep. you know on playstation I, yep. but those aren't the defining factors for me uh defining factors for me are mm-hmm. features and capability right and right now i would say the xbox one x has both of those so i, I don't think exclusives are a big deal uh, personally yeah it's so they, they lived up but i think i think it is when you're trying to get people to yeah I, I, from... I suppose that's true being a PlayStation owner to getting a One X because they're clearly targeting those people. And let, let's look at what Xbox has coming for exclusives. It has Sea of Thieves, which I'm excited about. I think that game's going to be really fun. No, no, no. But is that the type of game that shows off the Xbox One X? Not really. So that's more of an experience game than like a technical marvel, you know? Um, and the other, only other big one we know about is Crackdown yeah. Three, which by all I'm accounts, I'm sure there's gonna be a, a couple surprise ones that we don't know about. 
So well, Anthem, we know about right? Anthem. That's yeah, next fall. Exclusive. But you're trying to get... No, no, it's, uh, it's I think not it's exclusive time to, at all. Is it not exclusive or is it a time exclusive? But is it going to be the same as Destiny where, okay. like, Destiny owners on okay, PlayStation so... get a whole new strike that Xbox doesn't who cares because so. who cares because E3 made it and they're the worst company in the world so you know not EA. I hope not EA ah true E3 don't make games EA yeah, EA. EA. Yeah. EA yeah yeah well yeah. E, well E3 <laughs> made right. E3 made years before so it's uh but anyway <laughs> so I yeah. hope they don't do that because I personally hate that. And I don't want PlayStation players to miss out on any content while paying the same price. Just like I don't think Xbox players should miss I'm out. I'm still kind of bitter because that they did that with uh, the same Rise of the, the Tomb Raider. That was such a great game, and to withhold it for a year from the mm-hmm. PlayStation people—that mm-hmm. that—that's mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I was glad I got to play it on my Xbox, but that's one of the best games I've played this generation. And probably the only game, honestly, I had more fun with is Sunset Overdrive. Probably the be- best, shortest Rise game I've played. Yeah. So, and that's including Halo but, 5, I... which I absolutely love. Yeah. But I'm just talking purely exclusives, because yeah. right Bro now Microsoft is known as the Pew Pew console. You know? Bro Shooters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shooters and racing games. You got Shooters and Forza. That's what you know you're getting every year. What can Microsoft do? Because they, they've talked recently about investing in more first-party titles, buying yeah. more studios, which they wouldn't have to they do if they buy close space. them all. They should buy all those rights. But what? Yeah. And, and I love Dead Space, but that's another shooter. So what what do they need to do to sort of change both the... I mean, the label that you're they have being just a shooter? The Ori, Ori game coming out. To, Attract more games. Yeah, but that's indie. Gra- it's not graphically impressive, though. And it's an indie. I mean, yeah, it's but pretty. that's not a console seller. It's pretty. Is that an indie title? Oh, no, Ori's super... Yeah. Ori's, yes. Yeah, okay. Ori's impressive, but it's not a console no, seller. No, Xbox needs the yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn for it's the It's not Microsoft. a console seller. Because like, Horizon Zero Dawn came out right before the Pro came out. Yes. And then they released a 4K. You'd be able to play Horizon in 4K, and I'm sure it looked absolutely stunning, because it looked stunning in 1080p. And... So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Graham faint right now, and I'm gonna give Nintendo a huge credit for something. They have two games that are legit, like Game of the Year favorites. Yes. yes. And they're totally different. I think it comes down to risk. And Xbox I mean, doesn't. Nintendo do that. has the audience. Um, it's a it's it's a specific audience to where it's not all the same stuff. And whenever they have tried doing the same mm-hmm. thing as, as Microsoft and PlayStation, they failed. So they, yeah. they kind of do their own thing, you know, with platformers or, you mm-hmm. know, open-world action adventures like Zelda. So I don't, I don't know if, if Microsoft can be successful yeah. in a story-driven cinematic, because I think really that's what they're missing, is a true story-driven cinematic game. I think they can. And they kind of tried with, like, Quantum Break, but I think they tried in the wrong way. Because they were really trying to push their, like, live video TV thing back then. And they could have done more with that game. Quantum Break 2? I think they need... They well, what need about Alan Wake? I, I completely forgot about Alan like Wake 2. 
That'd Alan Wake was so sequel. great. Invest in Alan Wake. Yes. Again, you know, get get Alan Wake back out. And that's also Remedy, yeah. And that's a Remedy game, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> but you got to get him yeah, to make they're... it. And how about like Sunset Overdrive? That's a game in, in an underperformed, but you got to see the, the news. I, I agree. They're dropping are, the ball on in that. my opinion. There, there is. What news? With, with that news, I think it, that's what I'm. Guessing. Sunset o- Overdrive two. They didn't they like buy the rights yeah. exclusively for Microsoft or something. Well, they Microsoft has basically said they're not interested in being the publisher, which I, I personally I think is a huge mistake, because they put this game out and it kind of got put out in a really bad time. It was put out amongst all these like powerhouse releases, and as much as everybody says they want new IPs, new IPs, new IPs, at the mm-hmm. end of the year, what are the best selling games? Yep. Call of Duty. Battlefield or Battlefront. Those are all Destiny. shooters. Those are your best-selling games every single year. Yeah, the the yeah. thing... So, I, I think I think they need to invest more in that title. It is. Because it was the a thing fantastic I'm, I'm game. I'm thinking that the reason Xbox is putting out shooters and racing games is because that's kind of their audience. Because PlayStation is like the exclusive console mm-hmm. in Japan. And... Japanese RPGs almost exclusively come yep. to the PlayStation. Like, I loved Persona 5, and but yep. Xbox has nothing like that. So if I want to play a JRPG, I have to go to my PlayStation, though now that the Switch is out, or, or my 3DS. But now that the Switch is out, I have a second option. But, so I don't know if it's them catering to their audience, or if it's just they are only concentrating on shooters and racing games because they canceled the only other game. What was the name of it? Well, um, the one Yes, and I was excited for that game, and they canceled it. And I know you guys. What game was it? Scalebound. Scale oh, Scalebound. Mm-hmm. I just was. I just wasn't as impressed with with what they showed off. What about like, Rise I, Two? I wanted to like Big it. Story campaign. Oh God. But they could Maybe. bring it back. And I think and I think Microsoft would have been well served to buy exclusively the rights to you know Tomb Raider, but at the same yeah. time I don't want to see that because I want to see PlayStation players get to play it too. But then you're talking about something that where it's just a game. single platform game. But, what about the next Fallout? Right? They are talking about how they're like going towards the One X, and Todd Howard was on there just to talk that, about yeah. Xbox. Like I wouldn't want them to see that either, but that would be kind of a game where you think maybe they would right, try to but, buy it. I don't think so. Yeah. I think follow, I think I think the price would be too high because the loss. I mean, the, yeah, the PlayStation huge, that'd be huge Four has what Bethesda sixty million units now. Yeah, yeah. So they Microsoft wouldn't be able to afford that. Yeah. that. Yeah, they're not going to be able to buy that's those a gigantic big investment for them. So the question it's it's kind of like chicken or the egg though does. Does PlayStation have the bigger player base, or just does PlayStation make more different types of titles because they have a bigger player base, like Japan, or do they I have think that bigger player they base because in, they invest in I different mean, types of titles? I mean, one of their biggest franchises, yeah. Uncharted, isn't even a Japan, I agree. Japanese-made game. It's American-made. 
Naughty Dog, right? So even Last yeah. of Us too, then. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they have, Xbox has nothing <clears throat> like that. Yep. So I think Xbox needs to to try it. Like yeah. I would love to see a Lost Odyssey too. That game was great on the 360. I love that game. And it, I, it's not nece- it's not new IP because it's a sequel, but that was an Xbox Wait. exclusive that was that was very fun and. There was another game things. too, um, with the the pig in, in it and the monkey. Beyond good chick. and evil. Beyond good and evil. That was that's a Microsoft game, right? I'm glad I knew exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. Well, no, that well, Ubisoft <laughs> uh, made that game, and that was originally on the PS2. Was it not? Yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I want to say it was originally on the PS2. I, mean, I thought at E3 it. when they were showing that it, it was for Microsoft. I, I think we're missing something. Maybe we're not. Yeah, I just yeah. I just think they have to get back to a more broad spectrum of games. Because right now, the only thing we know we're getting from Microsoft... This, every, pretty this much E3 every coming up in six months is going to be the big make or break for software, I think. And yeah, it is, and I think we're, we'll we'll see some early teasers of because Mike Phil Spencer came out yeah. within the last two weeks and said that they're reinvesting in their first party titles. Xbox needs to go the route of so Sony we'll and see some uh, teasers of that show stuff. games that aren't going to be made for another five yeah. years. <laughs> the problem, yeah, I was just going to say the problem is like. With this investment, yep. you're, you're not going to see any of these titles in 2018. We pretty much know what we're getting in 2018. We're going to get Halo 6, I'm pretty sure, because yeah. it's been a three-year development cycle throughout. So we'll get Halo 6, and we'll see a big reveal, I'm sure, at E3. And it'll be fantastic, and I'll be really excited, because I love that One X. Oh, yeah. Steven I'm will be too, and probably Graham. <clears throat> yep. So... But I want to see something different. I want to see that Last of Us for the Xbox, for Microsoft, you know? And I want to see kind of an Uncharted for Microsoft. I want yeah. to see those types of games. And even if they're showing it off and it's not going to be ready for two or three right. years, now you know what's coming out in the future. And it, it makes buying the Xbox One X now for the, you know, only the little bit of games they have makes it worth it because you're like all right so i'm getting gears of war 4 in Mm -hmm. 4k i'm getting assassin's creed origins i'm getting shadow of war and all these other titles that are going to get their 4k updates yeah and so now i can stomach it because in a -hmm. year or two i'll get whatever may come Mm -hmm. because To be honest, like I love my Xbox, but the next big game I'm looking forward to now that we're at the end of November mm-hmm. is a PlayStation game, and that's Spider-Man. Yeah. And you can't play that on Xbox. So, and there's no real game like that on Xbox yeah. other than Sunset Overdrive, which you know, same developer. But I think Spider-Man is is more similar to the Batman games. In in what we saw, at least, and I hope it is. So. But anyway, uh, just wanted to throw that out there to see what you guys thought. Um, that's going to do it for news this week. New in Graham, stores, releasing next week, we can get new um, including today. Well, surprisingly, most of this week's new releases will be for the Nintendo Switch. Now, but before we get to them, let's see what we can get for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One family. 
So first, let's talk about PS4 new releases. Now, first, two of these will be for the PSVR, and those are The Inpatient and Monster of the Deep Final Fantasy XV. Both will be releasing on the 21st. So for the PS4, we have Project Nimbus, Code Mire, uh, Batman, The Evil Within, Episode 3, The Fractured Mask. Both those are on 21st. Also releasing on the 21st, we have Planet of the Apes, Last Frontier, Rec Room. Now on the 22nd, you can get Assassin's Creed Origins, The Trials of the Gods. So I'm guessing new DLC for that game. That's pretty quick. And Battle of the Bulge, which releases on the 22nd as well. Now two of these titles will also share their release days with Xbox One. And those are Batman, The Enemy Within, Episode 3, The Fractured Mask and Assassin's Creed Origins, The Trials of the Gods, which is 21st and 22nd, respectively. Now that we got those systems out of the way, let's move things over to the Nintendo Switch. So on the 20th, you can get Battle Chef Brigade. And then on the 21st, we have Onbox, Newbie's Adventure, Gear Club Unlimited, Super Beat, Exonic, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Ernog, <laughs> Ernog, Unlimited, and Dead Synchronicity, Tomorrow Comes Today, and MXGP3, the official motocross video game. Now, some of these games have already released on other systems, but it's nice to see them come on Switch. That's the 21st. For the 22nd, we have a lone title. That is Worms WMD. And then on the 23rd, you can get Stick It to the Man, Transcripted, a Neo Geo title, which is Soccer Brawl, Kid Trip Run, uh, Letter Quest Remastered, and Mantis Burning Racing. And finally, on the 24th, you can get Crimson Land. Now, that's it for that. Now, so for, so, so for those of you that were worrying that Nintendo Switch would not get the support that it so badly needed, I rest my case. And for those of you that do not have a Nintendo Switch, which you should, and would like some more game options... Uh, let's see what Eugene has for deals because Black Friday is coming up, so I'm sure there are lots of deals to be had. What you got, Eugene? Black Friday is coming up with most of the deals coming out this Thursday, so uh, I'm not going to list off everything because obviously oh, there's come on, man. <laughs> there's hundreds of deals going on right now. So uh, like Tyler said earlier, uh, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold members uh, can go ahead and enjoy discounts right now and. Uh, from this last weekend uh, and then tomorrow it's available for everyone Tuesday um, so just a few things that I saw everyone everybody's golf you can get for $20 uh, Horizon Zero Dawn you can also get for $20 Nat 2 $20 Last of Us Remastered for only $10 and Uncharted Lost Legacy for $20 uh, for all new releases it looks like for uh, most of the big big games that have come out in the last few months um, are about 30% off, so um, be sure to check those out. But uh, let's talk about some of the bigger titles. So if you haven't picked up some of the bigger titles that came out uh, this holiday season, Call of Duty World War II, you'll be able to get it for $39.99 on Black Friday, and both Amazon and Best Buy have that deal. Uh, Destiny 2, most retailers will have it for $27. Amazon GameStop, $27. Uh, Best Buy and Walmart, $29, so fantastic deal for Destiny 2. Yep. Madden 18, you can also get for $27 at Amazon and GameStop, and then $29 at Best Buy and Walmart. 
NBA 2K18, uh, same thing, $27 Amazon and GameStop, and Best Buy and Walmart for $29. And then the same thing for FIFA as well. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, I think that's a uh, – is that your game of the year this year, Graham? Uh, not quite. Not quite. So I own it, uh, but I haven't played it very much. So if you don't own it, $25 on Black Friday through Amazon and GameStop. So but that is a great over, deal. Yeah, that is a great deal. Uh, that's over 50% off. Wolfenstein 2, another great shooter that came out this year. Also $25. So two great single-player campaign games. Uh, and then Wolfenstein 2 uh, also has multiplayer, right? So $25 for that through Amazon, GameStop, and Best Buy. Evil Within 2, $25 through Amazon, GameStop, and Best Buy. And Assassin's Creed Origins you can get for $29 from Amazon, Walmart, and $35 from Best Buy. The Fractured Butthole is $29 through Amazon and Walmart, and then $35. It is a fun game. Uh, I, I bought it, and but I'm playing really through game. with Stick of Truth again uh, before I jump into it. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, for sure. So uh, I've call. heard great things about it. So $29, not a bad deal. Forza 7. Forza 7, we're just talking about with all those 4K updates. Uh, $29, Amazon and Walmart, and then $35, Best Buy. Seems like Amazon and Walmart are having the better deals uh, by a few bucks uh, in mm-hmm. most of their games. Need for Speed Payback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play that yet. I've heard a little bit of good about it. Uh, $29 as well, Amazon and Walmart, and then Best Buy for $35. Graham, have yes. you pre-ordered Zelda Breath of the Wild Explorers Edition? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. So that is, it was newly uh, announced uh, for... Uh, this this week, so you can get it for forty dollars on I Amazon s- and at Walmart. I saw they released some more special editions as well, eh? I uh, recommend someone try to get that if they can. Yeah, definitely. But this Explorers Edition, I wish uh, I wish I could pick it up. Uh, I already own the game though, so it comes with an awesome book and a map for only forty bucks. So if you haven't picked it up, then definitely get that. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle twenty nine dollars at Amazon at Walmart. Uh, and then hardware. So let's talk about hardware. So both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One S are on sale, and it's pretty consistent with all retailers. $199, $199 for the PlayStation 4, and then $189 for the Xbox One S. I haven't seen many deals for the PlayStation Pro, uh, 4 Pro, or the uh, Xbox One X. I really doubt they will have uh, any special deals, but... Uh, one ninety nine for a console. That's pretty awesome. Or better yet, one eighty nine for a four K Blu ray player. Yeah, no, no joke. One S. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, uh, plus, plus uh, an Xbox GameStop on top of it. Had a deal. Yeah. I don't know if it's if they're still doing it, but uh, on top of a one ninety nine PS four, uh, and that is a one terabyte, by the way. Um, you get a fifty dollar GameStop gift card. So, I think that's pretty hmm. good. Pretty good deal. That's pretty good. Uh, then, of course, you can get your PlayStation Plus memberships and your Xbox Live. Uh, I've seen them uh, in most retailers for $40 for a year. Uh, Xbox Live has the three months uh, for $9.99 at Amazon. And then uh, I believe it is at Walmart for $12.99 for the three months. So uh, pretty good deal for three months of Xbox Live. And, of course, a ton of other deals. I actually picked up a new PS4 controller today. For thirty-nine dollars, uh, GameStop already had them on sale. So, uh, if you're in the if you're in the market for a new uh, PlayStation controller, Xbox controller, uh, they should be both going for thirty-nine dollars this Black Friday. Uh, if you're interested in Skyrim VR, 
the PlayStation VR Skyrim Move Bundle is three sixty nine on Amazon and three forty nine three forty nine at Amazon and GameStop. So, uh, did you guys have any big callouts that you saw? The, these are the biggest. I talked about the biggest games, but um, of course, uh, a lot of peripherals out there. Uh, a big one was the. Uh, um, the Yeti microphone, which I think most of us have Yeti mics. Uh, if you ever thought about podcasts or streaming, uh, they have a good yeah. deal at GameStop on Black Friday for $99. But you also get Assassin's Creed Origins for PC for free. So that's a $60 game plus a, I think it's a $130, $140 microphone for only 99 bucks. So Yeah. And I think Amazon had a similar deal. Yeah, it was it was one forty for it, but Maybe not for when I bought my Yeti, uh, I, it came with like a twenty percent okay. off coupon, so it brought it down to like a hundred and nine dollars. So twenty bucks to avoid going okay. into a store on Black Friday. And yeah, I mean, it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, not bad. But yeah, tons tons of great deals. For of course, sure. uh, everyone be safe. Yeah, be safe and uh, stay warm. Uh, this this. Yes. yes. It's not nothing's worth and don't, like, you know saving twenty dollars on something. Stupid, so please. uh you know, <laughs> if anything, digital's the way to go. You got Cyber Monday no. as well, so uh hopefully for ne- next week's show we'll talk a little bit about Cyber Monday. Yep. I Yeah, I will say the the one thing that really kind of stuck out to me was the PSVR. Yeah, the one for a three forty nine Walmart. Yeah, I mean it Skyrim which was pretty uh-huh. good. And yeah. the new controllers, which uh, before they mm-hmm. didn't come with them, you had to buy those extra as separate. Uh, so the, yeah, that is an, a pretty awesome deal. I think it's three ninety nine yep. typically uh, without, and then five hundred with. So that's a pretty good deal. Well, if I bought yeah. Skyrim with P- PSVR, that mm-hmm. probably mean I officially yeah. own five copies of Skyrim. <laughs> that's that's way too many. Hey, there's yeah, that's not allowed, Graham. Because I think you, I think you own like ten copies Wait, of Breath of the Wild. Well, he's going to be eleven already, now so because he got the Explorers edition. So going on the and, road for Skyrim too. Yeah, and he owns like a, <laughs> he owns like a four thousand dollar version made out of, of pure gold Rings collection movies. And if you get the Vive, are you not getting Skyrim VR with that? Yeah, or is it just Fallout? It'd be Fallout. I I I don't I don't feel like going through Skyrim. Fallout would be the one. Okay. All the old dragons. <laughs> uh, just one more thing. Check out Dell, any, too, because uh, Dell has you... a lot of uh, good... They, they sell consoles and video games, if you, if anybody didn't know, but they have a lot of uh, good deals on consoles uh, and bundles. So I see one here, Xbox One S, uh, 500 gigabyte with Madden NFL 18 yeah. uh, for 229 and then they have others with Halo they, 5 Guardians and Master Chief They also Chief do Collection. payment plans as well, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they, I think you have to sign up for their Dell credit card or something. But yeah, something like so, that. So yeah. Oh, here's a great one. Here's a great one. I missed. Uh, just one more. Xbox yeah. One S plus Halo Five, plus the Master Chief Collection, plus Call of Duty World War Two, plus Star Wars Battlefront Two, two forty nine through Walmart. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That, that so that is, is Walmart deal. on Black Friday online. Wow. So that's one, two, three, four. That's... Big That's games. The best well, on uh, Battlefront came so far. three days ago, so and Master Chief and World War Two is mm-hmm. really new. Yeah, and Master Chief well, collection has four games in out, itself. What, so two weeks ago, so two forty nine. So it, yeah. it's it's worth spending the extra sixty dollars yeah. um, to get that. Yeah, yeah, no joke. 
and then you pay a dollar more for, for seven the, exactly. Yeah. And now you're set Xbox for a while. Game Pass, and you're you're good to go. Well, there you, you go, Graham. You, you need a uh, yep. you need a fifth Xbox. So that's the best thing I've heard. That's that's all I have. So. <laughs> Steve. All right. All right. We'll start with the cool. the first Steve, question from Brian Richland on Facebook. It says, "Yay, welcome back! Now that you have made." <laughs> Now that you have made your triumphant return, which video game <laughs> series you. would you like to see make their triumphant return? His mm-hmm. would be a new Burnout game. You yeah, know, uh, Burnout Paradise was awesome. Back I then. actually oh, was okay. thinking about yeah. this. I think it came up when I was playing Star Wars Battlefront. But I was thinking... Um, uh, I can't think of that. The flying game that was on Nintendo 64. Oh. The what? The flying one game that was on Nintendo Pilot 64. Wings? No. Star Wars game. Oh, oh, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. That's yeah. another Rogue Squadron game for next generation, next gen on the One X or the PS4 Pro. So there was a rumor um, because they there was a Star Wars Rogue Squadron game on the Wii that was canceled. So they're talking about whether that would be brought back or not. So yeah, because like when I was playing I when there was a flying level it made me think of playing Rogue Squadron on the Nintendo 64 and I'm thinking yeah like a whole game of just flying and like space battles and having to do different stuff like that would be awesome and like Star Wars is like it's getting really big right now mm-hmm. with the new movie release and Battlefront 2 just come out and then that cancelled game like this could be the time for it yeah I was disappointed oh. in that canceled game, by the way. Like, it, I think there's yes. still room in the gaming yes, world for the because open games world just requires so many hours, and sometimes people just want a quick game that they can go through really quick. Like Rise of the Tomb Raider, great example. Don't have to waste tons of time running around and collecting little things or mm-hmm. doing a million side quests. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it would have been great, and I think the story would have been fantastic because it's Amy Hennig, yeah. and I was a little disappointed. But uh, to answer the question, though, uh, Brian, first of all, you're in luck because uh, it's not Criterion anymore who made Burnout, but the principal like actors for that company have formed their own studio now, and they are currently developing what they call oh. the spiritual successor That's good. to Burnout. So that's good news for you. Um, for me, I would love to see. Um, so if I'm going back a ways, two things. One, Bioshock, which there is rumors of. But again, yes. people yes, are saying there's there a room for like a, sing- a, a linear single player experience. And I think there is. Um, two would be Dead Space. And then from more current times, I would say... And I think uh, I mentioned this one time before, too, Ninja Turtles. I would Another Ninja Turtles game. sequel to that. Hmm. Yeah, you guys said yeah, that. We just, didn't we just I get a couple, up, a couple years ago, though? It's on arcade. Yeah. We we did. I know I know there was. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. It's on arcade. Like full-blown It wasn't like story. a $60 game, I don't think. Cinematics. Like a... Like in mm-hmm. Arkham City, but uh, with yeah, yeah. But those would be nice. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of neat. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, 
Steve, okay. you go next. Yeah, those will be mine. All right, so uh, uh, who wants to go uh, my joking one is Kingdom Hearts, just because it's been like 20 years since we got a mainline Kingdom Hearts game. And I know 3 is coming Forever. out, but it just yeah. doesn't feel like it's close. <laughs> Uh, though that the news about uh, the Toy Story world was cool, but that was a little bit it ago. It looked awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh. It will be. Is it, is it, it will the be. new Last Guardian? I think next year we'll make the 10-year uh, mark. for like eight years. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really curious because I know it's coming to the Xbox One <laughs> is how it's going to do on the Xbox compared to PlayStation. Um, just with all the mainline mm-hmm. be- games being on the PlayStation who knows? So that's just gonna be PlayStation will have a bonus. Thing. Sure. Ooh, I don't know what they. I don't know what it could be though, because probably bonus world or bonus. If character. they did a bonus world, I I would be very upset. Or or they might do the Bungie thing where you know Bungie was with Microsoft forever for Halo, and when they left to do Destiny. Um, they felt that they had to reach yeah, out don't to see that one happen, players, so they decided to deal with Sony. Yeah. So it might uh, be... I don't but see it either. Realistically, but I, I would like a new Knights of the Old Republic game. A uh, single-player, 30-hour Bioware game. Um, mm, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Mass Effect, uh, but I did love the Dragon Age series, and I would love the, and I loved the Knights of the Old Republic game, so I'd love to see that come back. And that's, that's mine, so... Mm-hmm. You up, Eugene? Uh, so I'm gonna go right. just because I love the franchise so much. I, I'm gonna say Dead Space. I, I had such a great time with Dead Space. It's such a fantastic game. Uh, I'd like to see also, and I've talked about this before, Super Mario RPG, which was yep. a, a SquareSoft game. Uh, if Square Enix would get together mm. with Nintendo again, I think that'd be great on the Switch. It would be, be, be a fantastic game on the Switch. Uh, uh, but to tie along with yours, Graham, uh, kind of like Ninja Turtles, I'd like to see a, a neither, another either Battletoads or Double Dragon. Come Double back, Dragon. Or, or a Battletoads cross uh, Double Dragon. Uh, I'd li- as, as an oh. arcade. As an arcade game, of course. But I think that'd be a fun game to uh, maybe have multiplayer online. Sure. Um, to play together, you know, to co-op through those levels. Um I, I love Battletoads, even though it's extremely hard when I was younger. But, uh, yeah, that, that's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Phil Spencer keeps teasing us with it. Like, he's worn the shirt a couple times. And usually, yeah. uh, he's really, and Microsoft, like, cryptic. Microsoft, the shirt he wears presentations now, right? is usually, like, a hint. I think they do. If, uh, do they own Rare? Yeah, they, they own Rare. So. Then, yeah, so. they should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those are definitely uh, top of the list would be Dead Space. But I, I could, I could go Bond for a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they've, they've tried that. Huge. They tried it. Yeah, they did, actually. They've done it, but they've all been pretty low-budget games. But you can make a story with it. Oh, oh, oh. oh. That just made me think good. of something. So now that you mentioned you know, spy games, uh, Siphon Filter, I'd like to see come back. Yeah. Mm. From the old place. Okay. And if we're if we're turning the clock way back, I'd love to see like a uh, I'd love to see mm-hmm. Contra revisit oh, yeah. at some point. What about a new Quake? Can we use one of those? Yeah, but in New um, Lord of the Rings. Didn't they bring back Quake though for yeah, PC? Yeah. They might have. 
Well, Graham, we just got. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking. Well, you're yeah, talking about like the top down, see. like where you ran around as Gandalf. And, <laughs> so, is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, those are those are actually really good games too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. What? Well, real quick though, I, I did. Cool. Lost so Odyssey, one of the, one of the questions we had. I'd like to see that. But Here's speaking, going. we were talking about what the Xbox needs to do for games. Would you like to see Fable brought back and, like, made a new one closer to 1 and 2? And you know, that's a good but, point because Fable yeah. was a pretty story-driven yeah. uh, single-player game. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fable proper, not that garbage what, card what game. they had in mind Whatever. with that no, yeah. thing. All right. Yeah. Well, the next question is from Richard Carl or Blake Popst on Facebook. He said, what game surprised you most this year? Something you okay. weren't really looking forward to but fell in love with. Hmm. That's, That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go ahead. Hmm. Um, so my, have one? And I, I knew it was going to be a good game, uh, but I didn't think it would grab me uh, the way it did, and that was Super Mario Odyssey. It didn't quite grasp me the same way that Breath of the Wild did, but um, once I started playing it, which I, I, I took kind of a break from video games like in the last month, uh, but whenever Super Mario Odyssey came out, like I stopped what I was doing mm-hmm. and I, I just played it. Um, and that that game has so much throwback. Um, oh, yeah, nostalgia. So many, so oh, many, yeah. so many references. Um, to a bunch of older games that it, it's so great. It, it's it's the best Mario game I've ever played. It's one of my top games of the year, uh, for sure. Um, I didn't think that it would... I, I just thought it was going to be another Mario 64 and that I would, uh, you know, try to buzz through it and get, you know, a minimum of what I needed to do, kind of like with Super Mario yeah. Galaxy and, and games like that. But no, I, I, I need to go back and I need to go get more moons and I need to play it more. Um, and I want to go back and revisit. Um, if you guys didn't know, uh, I don't know if you guys have played it. Have you guys played it at all? I've played I it a bit, map. but I've I only I only like had like a couple sessions, pretty mm-hmm. long sessions, but I haven't got back to it for a while. Yeah, I'm about halfway through the game, I think. Yeah, story-wise, so, not moon-wise. Like mm-hmm. The 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 ending. Uh, the final battle that you go through is one of the best game endings that I've ever played. And then uh, you can revisit, you can replay um, some of the some of the key sequences in the game that were the most enjoyable. So it was very surprising Ooh, to me. Idea. I, yeah, yeah, you can go back and play. Uh, there, there's one in particular whenever you get to New Donk City um, that at the end, I don't know if you made it don't there. Don't spoil it. I, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but... Uh, um, at the end of it, there is a sequence that everyone rants and raves about, and you can go back and replay it anytime you want to, which is awesome. Yeah, it was special and very nice, especially if you're a Mario fan. So yes, yeah, hmm. yeah, cool. But um, so hmm. was the question like a game that just came out recently, or a game you played that you didn't expect to be as good? Yeah, a game surprised you from this year. It's like you weren't necessarily year, looking right? forward to, but then you like fell in love with. Okay, well, I don't have a game specific that came out this year that I can think of, but I would say when I played Ori and the Blind Forest, oh, I, okay. I was really engulfed in that game. And okay. I, what did we go through it in like two days, Steven, or something? We just like blasted through it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I can't think of a game my, personally that I uh, can think of, but Ori, I don't know when it came out, but we fell in love with it right after E3 
yeah. was shown, and then yeah, we blasted through in two two days, two three days, trying to get all the. I, I yeah. almost want to change my answer because I did the exact same thing right after you did yeah. And, see, yeah. and seeing the sequel, and I played that game for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's such it's such a good game. Um, my answer is a game from this year. And we've talked about it. We actually mentioned it tonight. But uh, a game that I bought on a wing. I knew you were going to say Late Shift. Yeah. Was uh, Late Shift. Yep. Because I had, I had really low expectations for yeah. the game. Because it was only like $10 or $8 or whatever it was. And I was like, You well, know, if that I'm game came out this year, play, then I would almost have shot. to say that one. Because I played and... that one through like three times, like right away. Hmm. Yep, and we talked about it on the podcast, yeah. and I, I just raved about it, and then mm-hmm. pretty much all you guys picked it up, and you all said the same thing. It was it was just a refreshing like change of pace, I guess. Now I wouldn't want to see every game be like that, but you know it's it's a nice change of pace, and it gives you you know many different options to play through in the game. And for those of you who are listening to us for the first time or one of the first few times, uh, Late Shift is a it's a game that's all live video, or it's um, shot in like live video, and you get to make a bunch of choices on mm-hmm. what your character says throughout the game and the choices that he makes, and it impacts what happens to both him and the people around him during the course of the story. So I think so, yeah. The, like there are like seven different endings you can come up with, right? Yeah. And there's there's lots of ways to get there. Yeah, I've only played through I think three of them, but it's a lot of fun and it's uh, it's yeah. it's a pretty cool experience. And like I said, it's just a really refreshing change of pace. But you know, Graham, I'll give you that yes. on on Ori if you you know because you played it for the first time this year. Yeah, it was so much fun. So and it, it's hard, such a good game. so much fun. Like, I, I love hard that game. game. It's one of the best. I appreciate the hardness fun. of it though. Yeah, the hardness yeah, it's was really hard. Was nice. I think we all can appreciate the mm-hmm. hardness. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did. Yeah. Uh, I did think of one myself that came out this year. I'm pretty sure, at least, Sorry. it was uh, Lego Worlds. Um, I think kind of flew under mm-hmm. the radar, but it was the perfect Definitely. game. Like, okay, uh, what was it called? Palette cleansing game, because you just kind of it's like Minecraft but with Legos, and it was just fun to run around the different worlds and you could build whatever you want, and and, and easier than Minecraft because you don't have to like mine for the certain blocks. So. It was just a nice change of pace, and I didn't expect much, and I actually put a decent amount of time mm-hmm. into it. So, and then our last question, if everyone's cool. done, comes from Sean Capusta. It says, "Nice to have you guys back." All right. And then he wanted us. It's not yep. really a question. He says, "Talk about the EA debacle, pickups, what we're looking to get on Black Friday." But then he talks about Cuphead. Have any of you guys played Cuphead yet? That was the big release since we've been gone i would be the one to say no because i have not played it yeah oh so steve you played more I, of it more of it than i, I did. have i, I know you am really not like far so, in the game because it, it is one of those games where if you get frustrated you're just you're gonna start failing and it's like it's a lot like dark souls in that sense but i have quite enjoyed it it's nice to i jump on for like 30 minutes to try to, you know, run into the wall of a certain boss. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'll jump on one day, mm-hmm. start it up and beat it first try. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very rewarding in that sense. And it's one of those games where you don't have to, like, play 
for eight to ten hours in a row if you don't want to. And you can come back and still know what's happening. And the artwork is beautiful. The music is awesome. I, I like – I start the game up and I just sit and listen to the opening credit song or opening theme song. On the oh, that's such a good song, yeah, where it tells the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yes. well worth the yeah. money. So I, I played a – no, yeah, no, I played it's a little bit. How much is it? Yeah. It's thirty, right? Yeah. Is it twenty? Okay, it's twenty. So yeah, well worth the money at twenty bucks. Just like Unravel, which Graham mentioned earlier, is so worth it at twenty bucks. Um. But when we talk about like refreshing change of pace yes. type game or a palate cleansing type of game, this is kind of one of those two. You know, where it's just so different from anything else that we see. And you can tell that was guys. labor of love two for guys people that did it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's because impressive. Yeah, two guys, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and and every frame in the game is hand drawn. Another. Like, how does that thing. not res- deserve support from people? You know, because yeah, it's so different from what we see now. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, the is I I played really the difficult. heck out of that game, and I I am on the last I'm on the last world, and I just stopped. I stopped playing it, but it, it's so easy to pick up and play. Uh, the levels are really easy to jump into. Um, it, it's totally mm-hmm. worth the money, and, and like Steve said, that the graphics, the music alone, um, I mean, it looks like an old 1930s Disney cartoon is what mm-hmm. it looks like. Um, yeah, and then the story, it, ha- it has a pretty... Yeah. I know and, they, they had to revamp the game, and that's why it got delayed for so long. Uh, they added you know, a lot more story to it and to the reason why you're fighting these people and uh, the way that you jump in the levels and the way that you progress in the story, I think it's fantastic. Um, even my girlfriend, she she doesn't jump into a lot of games, but she forced me, basically, to buy that game because she's like, are you going <laughs> to buy... forced you, Basically, I mean, basically, she, <laughs> she, she doesn't give me permission often to say, hey, you need to spend money on this game. But whenever Cuphead came out and she was watching videos on Facebook and stuff of her friends playing it, she's mm-hmm. like, hey, are you going to buy this game? And I'm like, well, you know, I was thinking about it. She's like, you need, you need to go ahead and buy this game. And then we played it together and we would learn from each other because she would be great at level and I would be great at this level. So we would watch each other play mm-hmm. and kind of learn from each other to progress in the game. So, so how did she learn about the game? Uh, she, I showed mm-hmm. it to her a couple of years ago or whenever okay. they showed it at E3. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, that looks really cool. But one of her friends uh, um, posted a video on Facebook and they're like, man, I hate this game so much. It's so, you know, difficult. And so, she, you know, she watched it and she's like, you know, this this looks really cool. So, um, yeah, I want to play it. So, yeah, that's how she heard about it. Cool. Hmm. I think it's overrated personally. Yeah. Uh, nice. A little bit. I mean, it is difficult, but. You know, once you learn it, I, I never had those moments where I, I had some friends that, you know, said they would play for like six to eight hours one level. I never had that experience. Uh, well, so you're I, saying you're saying you think the difficulty. I think overrated. the game is a little bit overall. The, I, I don't think overrated. it's that because performance-wise and platforming-wise, it I I had a lot of issues with the response. Um, to button presses, things like that throughout the game, you know, platformer what? See, uh, that's kind of yeah. frustrating for that type of game, too, right? It is. You need mm-hmm. a really responsive. Sure. Exactly. Yes. I don't know if it is more of the Microsoft controller or if it's more mm-hmm. of the, you know, the Microsoft controller isn't made for platforming. 
uh, it's made for shooters, basically. Um, so maybe it was more of that than the game itself. But, um, right. I mean, it, it's a great game. I, I definitely will would suggest it. It's just that I think that it it was a little bit over a little bit overrated and a little bit overhyped. But it is a good game. Did you play on the default controls? Because I switched my controls okay. based on a recommendation I read off somewhere. No, and I, 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 that at all. I never noticed problems with uh, response times. Hmm. So I stuck with the default, but uh, I'll, I'll check that out. Because okay. I, like I said, I haven't beaten it yet. I'm on the very last world, and it it does get it does get ridiculously hard. Uh, you think if you think the first world is hard, you have, you have no idea how how bad it gets. So. So one, the one thing I'll say, and kind of spoiler for next week's episode, is I think if this game doesn't win, oh, that's yeah, our direction at Game Awards. Yeah, they, they put really some wrong. labor into that game. Yeah. And and again, I think we need to reward people for doing different things, because everybody wants different things all the time. So some, here's a company that actually did, and it's two guys that made this game. And it took years, because they uh, first showed this thing, I think in 2015 or 2014. Is that, it's... it's I don't know. It wasn't that early. It wasn't that early, because that was when they did the Xbox reveal with Don Matrick talking about TV, 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 Call of Duty for like an hour. Um, but it was fourteen, I think. So it, that's still three years. Yeah. So that's kind of a long time. So, but I think it. I, I think it should definitely get that award, uh, or that uh, win in that category. So no, that we'll was the last that next week. Uh, any other questions, Steve? All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, we are, are happy to be back. I hope you've enjoyed episode number 70. And uh, we'll be back next week with episode number 71. So I think we, we had a pretty good episode this week, a good hour and 35 minutes-ish. So um, definitely happy to be back, everybody. Yes, Thank you again for your patience. Appreciate it. And, uh, and your support with all the messages and... You know, asking when we're coming back. So uh, we are back now. So thank you. And again, we are okay. So thank you for that too. (laughs) So for, yes, physically okay. Yes. Um, For Graham, Eugene, and Steve, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us for episode number 70. We'll be back next week with episode number 71. And until then, everybody, uh, have a great week. Please stay safe over the Thanksgiving holiday and especially on Black Friday. Don't be dumb. And uh, we'll be back next happy weekend. Until then, everybody, Take care and happy gaming. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.